Hello and welcome to the LME Podcast. On this week's show, the usual reviews and previews of the A-League, we have an in-depth discussion with Peter Storey and dig up an oldie but a goodie. I'm Phil James and I'm joined by Luke Boyce and Josh Howe. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Afternoon. Sup. Actually, it's evening now because it's dark. It's uh, daylight savings is over and it's dark at six o'clock and I don't like it. No. It feels like about eight it's o'clock. It's bad, isn't it? It feels like about eight o'clock, so mm. this could just be like a lot of ramble. Yep. It feels like quarter past seven, actually. Not that we don't like. do anything else. It feels like, yeah, it, it, now but it, now it's six o'clock and it's dark. It's quarter past six, yeah. It's a bugger. Right. So, um, I'm off for two weeks, so you won't hear from us. Going no. to the going to the EPL, you lucky bugger. I am. I managed managed to get tickets uh, to Tottenham v Man U. Paid thirty million quid for them, but it w- well worth it. Mm. For those that aren't aware, we can't do it because uh, Jimmy is the one that He's edits the everything, one that does everything, and, and me and Josh are idiots, so we don't know how to do it. Pretty much. Yeah. I offered to teach them, but they're not interested. Oh. That's that's not entirely true, but now he's backtracking. We we will just wait until you get back because you're the whiz and you know what you're doing and we don't. We'll be here until the end of the grand final trying to get next week's episode out if we do it. Yeah, you, you'll you'll get home and we'll still be like trying to figure out how to edit it. So what we're going to do instead, uh, we're going to do a season review after the grand final. The Tuesday after the grand final, record and get it up. The, the podcast Wednesday. will go for three seconds and it'll be we were shit. That's it. Probably be hopefully like maybe nah, an hour and a half sort of thing. Okay, Ma- maybe just over an hour of just season review. We'll review every game of our season. If no, you we want. won't. No, that's, no, that's, no, 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 no. That's lofty. We that's, haven't discussed that. Do you want to like do that? Sitting wrists. That is <laughs> pretty much. That. Oh, we we'll, can just talk about the wins. We'll all review three the two Knicks games and the Perth one. Yes, we'll do that. I couldn't be, even be bothered. The season that. started so promisingly. Round one. Win our first game. Yeah. And then it was all downhill. So if you haven't listened for a while, I take it you're listening to this episode for the Peter Story interview. And they're probably not even listening to it now. They're just going to fast forward it to Mm. the Story interview. It's not a bad interview. It's quite good, actually. There's a couple of of moments where I turned around to the boys and went, wow, like I did not know that was happening. But um, yeah. Stick around and listen. Hopefully we uh, covered everything that people wanted to know. I think we did. If there was something we missed, then sorry about that. But I think we basically well, like covered, said, we pay, we covered everything we had to. Like Story said, he's more than happy to talk to people at the game or to ring the club. And I think he's more than happy to talk to you if you don't come up and start yelling abuse in his face. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. So I think mean, that's basically with anyone in the club, really. So, uh... If you don't act like a Facebook comment, I'm pretty sure he'll talk to you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yep, agreed. Pretty much, pretty much. You summed it up there. All right, so you want to do some reviews or you just want to keep rambling? Let's try a review. We'll do, we'll do a review. Okay. Yeah. First up, April Fool's Day. What a shit day. It was, no, it was yeah, very April Fool's. It was a shit day. Mm. Um, Wanderers beat us 4-1. Um, now, you two lovely ladies went down to that match. Yeah, we did, mm. stupidly. I paid $30 to watch us get smashed. To be fair to us, we didn't play that bad in the first half. Mention, wait, just one sec. How much did you pay for a ticket? $30, and that was a junior ticket. That it, is absolutely I paid. Joke. I paid 101 for a family, right? Because uh, there was four of us, but we're not actually a family. We just did that because that was the cheapest option. We're a football family. Because, like Josh said, if you had to spend four... 
four tickets for thirty bucks each it would have been more. Twenty bucks, yeah. And the cheapest family ticket at Pertec is seventy six, I believe, in the Southern Terrace, which they is the one closest to the away bay. Are rotting the away fans, and the away bay has to pay more for absolutely no reason, and it's a joke. And they wonder why, you know, not many were going to go regardless because of where we are, but they wonder why even less go when the prices are what they are. It's just stupid. Yeah. Anyway, so your game review. Um, I thought we played decent in the first half um, and then just dropped off as usual in the second half. Garcia's goal was pretty good. Um, it was like a five-second delayed reaction because we couldn't quite believe we'd actually scored a goal. Yeah, you can't can't see from the away bay anyway. <laughs> you could barely see it because it was up the other end. But, I don't. Um, I don't think. I don't think the game overall. I don't think it was that great. No, it wasn't um, a good from game. either team. I think we probably made them look a lot better than what they were. I thought Castellan's um, goal was a absolute a bomb. Worldie. For yeah, first you know, twenty twenty five minutes you know it was okay. When we're still level, um, looked okay. Yeah. yeah, and then we went down, and then it was just. Drug of Street, and then it was then a, we got back into it, and then yeah, as it, usual. It was the story of our season, really. We just dropped off in the second half and made a team look like gold. Yeah, making us, and then that that just made us in turn look really bad. Hope is the worst thing. When uh, Lewis got that goal back, and then we thought oh, we might actually be in scab something. Because come on, come on, guys! You're a Mariners fan. There's no such thing as hope. Lewis yeah, Ga- Lewis Garcia scores for the Mariners, and it's gone. This is this is the thing, but the Wanderers weren't playing that well, and I don't think. They won't win the plate, I don't think, if they play all that this weekend. They've got um, Wellington away as well. Yeah. So I and, don't think they'll know, win the plate. Well, we did that. Yeah. We were just we were just that bad. We just made them look good. So it wasn't wasn't much fun for the hour and a bit drive and the seven bucks for parking and 101 bucks for four tickets. But that's what you get. That's what you do when you're a dedicated fan. One to go. Well, I do. I do wear a hat, a yellow army hat, which I don't think anyone bought except me. Probably that says "Forever Loyal" on the back, so I wouldn't be much of a fan if I didn't go. If I wore that hat, you'd be a hypocrite. And bought that hat, fifty dollars <laughs> for that hat. One game to go, then it's all over. One to go. One more torturous afternoon at Blue Tongue, and then it's all over. Mm. So, the second game of the round was Wellington at home against Melbourne Victory. Victory winning that four-one. Uh, bounce back. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty good win for them. Wellington just pretty much like us, season over, no chance of making finals, so they were just really going through the motions of that game and Yeah, they're sort of just going towards the finish line with about four flat tires like we are. Yep, pretty much. And I think the only thing of any talking point after the game was what was it, Riera getting sent off and Barisha getting sent off after yeah, it's interesting. rushing out. That's the only time I've seen someone get a red while they're on the ground. I the actually deck. got a yellow while on the ground. Some guy was jumping up on top of my uh, thigh like with his studs. <laughs> I grabbed his leg and got a yellow for it. So apart from that, I've never seen it before. Damn referees. Yes, you know, I, everyone was saying that Durante provoked him, but um, there is a lot of other people saying that he was actually just Durante came saying, out himself on Twitter. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, that... He was just actually seeing if he was all right, and then Bez has just um, done what Barisha does and just flashed out and went stupid when the red I mist comes over. He got Barisha got a three match suspension from it as well. Or was it two? Then you got three. two. I think it was three. Well, that's oh. oh plus one. Sorry, one additional. So he's oh, so yeah, it was two. Yeah, yeah, it was two. So he's out for the last round and then week one of the finals. Well, that's. Almost a blessing in disguise for victory because if they make second round of finals and they got a fresh and hundred percent fit Barisha, then that's yeah. going to be very good for them. But if they lose the first week, they're out. Yeah. So 
it's a big loss and it's pretty stupid on his behalf. You know, even if Durante was provoking him, surely, surely. Durante he's came smart out enough. on Twitter and said, I was just asking if he was alright and if he needed a bottle of water. Yeah, but how much do you but believe that? I don't know if I would <laughs> necessarily believe that because I saw the footage and he looked really angry. I don't think you don't really have like a real mean look on your face when you ask if someone's He's okay. He's a jippo, of course he does. <laughs> Can we say that? I don't know. I just uh, anyway, yeah, I could say that. All right. Uh, the next game on Saturday was Sydney at home against Adelaide. Adelaide winning that two nil and lols at Arnie. <laughs> and orcs conversation with um, oh. sorry for all sorry for all this euphemisms. An awkward conversation with Adam Peacock. Yeah, that was... Uh, Funny GT scoring twice. Um, Sydney looked pretty crap on the field. Adelaide won easy. But that's that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about... 8,900 there oh, as well. That crowd. Talk about, you know... I know we probably can't really talk, but... Metrics. You know, not good metrics on their behalf. But like, when you look at it, when we get like 6K for a 350K thousand population and they get... 8,900 hmm. 8, under a 4 mil population. Yeah. It doesn't look or, as you know, bad. Even if you split it in half, go 2.5 each, half for, half for the West, half for them. It's horrible. And yep. um, for a club that spruce itself being, you know, the biggest and all this sort of shit, it's a joke. If it's anyone says hilarious. If anyone says that Victory aren't the biggest club in Australia, then they're just lying. Hmm. It's obvious. It's very, very obvious. But yeah. anyway... Uh, how was uh, Peacock versus Arnie? Ding, ding, ding. And I think it was won by Peacock in a round one knockout. What do you reckon? Yep. Peacock handled that perfectly. He did. I don't... Arnie, I was... Extremely um, unprofessional. Yeah. You know, we, I was mentioning this to someone the other day. He's just completely lost the plot, Arnie. It's good to see. It's, I'm going to be very <laughs> surprised. I'm going to be very surprised if he's there next season. It's all gone It's all gone to his head. It's the funniest coach since uh, Miron Blobberg. Yeah. But what was it, the homie one? I don't think Arnie's trying to be humorous. That's the worst bit. He's just been an idiot. He's a train wreck. So do we, should we explain what's going on to people that might not know? So basically what happened is, is Arnie asked Peacock for an apology, and Peacock's just like, for what? I don't know. What did I do? He's like, well, you said that I was in hiding for three games. And then Peacock says, well, no, that's not true at all. What? Some what Fox want to do? They get coaches for what a pre-game interview, and Arnie agreed. I don't know if I'm right. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but Arnie would would have rather to do the pre-game interviews rather than the post-match with the live on the boys live on the panel. Yeah, it was something like that. Something about um, Arnie when they had to cross straight to the other games. Yeah, and not doing an interview live versus doing an interview live and. Um, Fox had, you know, the, they'd been mentioning that Arnie was sort of running away from uh, from the hard questions. Because it was after um, losses, wasn't it? After tough yeah. results. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Arnie just uh, made himself look like an idiot. And Adam Peacock just sort of laid down the law. Watching that live was so funny. Yeah. So, so funny. And then Arnie just went, all right, have a good night. And then just walked off. Yeah. that's It was so unprofessional. Like, you expect a coach... Like Arnie, like as as much as we don't like him, but he's 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 vastly experienced. I'm, I'm, he knows how to deal with the media, but he just dealt with the media terribly the yeah. other night and made a fool of himself. And you know, on Friday night after our game, we'd obviously been smacked, and uh, Lucy Zelik uh, interviewed Tony Wormsley on the pitch after the game, and she asked she asked a lot of hard questions, and you know, everyone's probably got their own opinions about him and all that sort of stuff, but he 
stood there and he uh, and he answered them all. You know, so, it's re- it's reminiscent of that. the time that Arnie was coach of us. You know, the club. You know, they were very open beforehand, but when he came in, they sort of went into a shell and they would not do um, public appearances. They wouldn't yeah. do... That like, was a very Arnie thing, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a very sheltered coach and he, that's just, that's his style and, and you know... Are we going to talk about how he's basically protected because he's got so many friends in the media that don't have the balls to criticise him? Because if, if a, another coach, seriously, if another coach had... The um like the the financial resources that Sydney FC do, then any other coach would be criticised for what they've spent the money on. And Arnie's spent so a lot of money in the preseason for. I think I heard a rumour. I don't. It might be a rumour. Might be true though. I heard that Ninkovic is on one point two mil, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And he hasn't definitely hasn't lived up to that. And and he's in the cap, isn't he? Yeah. My God. So that's that's just. Way, way overspending for one player that hasn't delivered. And but Sydney, then you look at some then, of the other like, signings Clubs as well. like Sydney FC, they should be making the finals every season, but they're not. They, they've, what, they made the grand final last season, but before that they hadn't done a lot since winning the title, what, 2010? Yeah. Something like that. So, like, it just... And, but then you look at some of his other recruitment. You know, everyone's, I know everyone's got their own opinions about Matty Simon, but what else has he done besides score those couple of goals against us? Not yeah, much. Not much. Anderson was at fault for both of the goals. That that they conceded the on the weekend. That suggested that we re-sign him. No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> even if it's go jokingly, to your room. Even if it's jokingly, please just stop doing it when it's not going to happen. Yeah, and you know, that's not... that's just bad recruitment of probably average players. Yeah, and um, I don't think he's been criticised enough. No idea and enough. Anderson for it. Anderson was out. For, was out fault for that Roy goal against Sydney as well. Yeah, and he was, he was, he was at watching. fault the other week for one yeah. in the ACL as well. Yeah, so. so Goes to show. That's why he was like third choice, but for the last couple of weeks, he's been what first choice center, starting centre-back for Sydney and just, no, nah, hasn't delivered anything. But yeah. Now they're basically, well, they are out of the finals now, aren't they? Because they lost, so. Yeah, victory um, victory won and they lost, so they're definitely out Gonski. of it now. The, uh, Gonski. But they are going well in the ACL, so you watch them, they're playing tomorrow night, I think. You watch them, they'll probably come out and win. Mm, tonight. Oh, is it? Yeah. Tonight. There you go. And well, I think victory play in Suwon Wednesday night. All right, so the first game on Sunday was Brisbane Raw at home, beating Newcastle Jets 2-1. Uh, Jets lost again. Uh, that's it was a decent game, it. though, to be fair. First, um, you know, sort of, once they went in front of the Jets, they, you know, I hate accusing our boys of not showing any heart or anything like that, but they, the Jets did against them. They've got nothing to play for as well, and they really, really took it to Brisbane. Um, and away from home as well. And um, this is this is... This is another one of these things with Newcastle. You know how they had that record against Melbourne Victory that uh, Victory only broke this year. It's the same thing with Brisbane as well. I think over the whole 10 years of the A-League, Brisbane had only beaten the Jets at home like three times or something stupid like that. So I don't know how they have this thing against good sides. But um, they did play very well and they had Brisbane on the back foot. But um, in the end... Raw had more to play for and they got the win. Yeah, it was... was, Definitely would have thrown the title race sort of out um, to sort of basically anyone, and um, it still is. They came back in the end as well. Yeah, pretty much. But they definitely um, they came back in the end, Brisbane, and showed why you know they might win it. But I still don't think they will. I don't think they will. You done with that? Um, It's good to see uh, the Jets missing the top six. Oh, and Bugard. 
Oh, yeah, Bugard. sorry, Bugard. Yeah. Red card. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't play against us. He's out. Hilarious. It's, what is it? He's, uh, he must be the only player just about in history to get two red cards two weeks in a row. Yeah. Because he had the one from the week before rescinded, and then he gets to play, and then he still gets bloody red carded. So it's pretty funny, eh? And there was God a bit of not at our club anymore. There was, you know, there was a bit of conjecture over the penalty, but I still think it was a pen. I think it, as soon as you put your arm or your hand on someone's sort of arm or whatever in the it box, them and down. especially yeah. Henrique, who tends to go down quite easily, they're definitely going to make the most of it, especially in that situation when they had a lot to play for. So uh, a bit stupid, and now he's out this week against us, which is good for us. Uh, okay, the final game of the round: Perth Glory at home beating Melbourne City three two. That was a Fantastic game. game. Yeah, great cracker. Game. Absolute cracker. Um, Which is normally not the Perth, case in Perth. But. Perth played pretty well. Um, they're, they're real smoky for the title. But do you know what? Definitely. The same if, thing if you can again. Beat, if you can beat City like they did, you're a contender. Yeah, but the same thing again. Um, Melbourne at home. Uh, sorry, Perth at home. You know, it oh, throws yeah, every good. other away team out. Yeah. It's and the crowd as well. I think Perth, what was it? Like a 13,000 oh crowd? 14. Yeah. You play, if you play just, good football, the people will come. If you had have said to me 12 months ago, after all that stuff they went through with the whole, you know, missing out on the finals because of the salary cap and all that sort of stuff, if you had have said they would have got a 14,000 crowd in the second last round of next year, I would have went, no. No, no way. Well, they did. I think they've had 14, 14 or 13,000 like three or four weeks in a row at home. And so, uh, Keo, Keo scoring for the eighth game in a row, setting a new record. Yeah, I thought that was just a Perth record, but it is a league record. It's a league record. It? He beat, oh, what was it, Yanko got seven in a row last season. And then, yeah. was it Slater? I think they, 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 Fox Sports probably, probably commentary Slater, team yeah. kept going on about how it was, no, Harper, one of them. In the NSL. In the, in the NSL back in the 80s. So, uh, well played him. If you can score in eight games in a row, you're some sort of player. Yeah, there was, you know, there was a lot of um, uh, sort of, is he a good signing to re-sign him? Because he was sort of at the middle of that whole salary cap thing with the, I think his wife was getting like 100000 bucks put into a bank account that was meant for him or some, yeah. something weird like that. But he's obviously proved his worth. It was and, her allowance. Um, it was her allowance for like dresses. <laughs> yeah. And um, Diego Castro as well, who's just an absolute maestro. Oh, that volley. That volley. Was that football sex? Arguably goal of the season. I don't think it will be, but it was a very good goal. And, it was a um, great goal. Absolute cracker. And, uh, yeah, he's just a really, really good player. And uh, hopefully he stays, because he's not resigned yet. But oh, I uh, hope he does. you think that Tony Sage would be throwing everything at him to try and keep him. Yeah, um, for sure. Then it got a bit nervy towards the end when uh, uh, they what, snagged Roli? a couple back. Fornaroli scored pretty well. Fornaroli doing Fornaroli things. He's, what, 24 goals, 23 goals now? Yeah. That's just amazing. Ridiculous. And then a player that oh, I'd, I didn't think he even played this whole season. Mark, was it Mark Marino? Yeah, one of the, comes one up of with the young a, guys. Comes up with a goal and good for him. Uh, back, got it back to 3-2, but Perth hung on and got the win. Yeah. And it was a big win for him as well. And so this is the thing, when, when they were 3-0 down and Melbourne City were struggling, Fitzgerald and Caseos were out there and they just went missing. <laughs> so make of that what you will. It's a bit funny, isn't it? And Caseos got a yellow, got a, another yellow card as well, I'm pretty sure. I think he was... Uh, Zul- no, no. I'm pretty sure Caseos got a yellow card for something, but I can't remember what. But I did have a little bit of a laugh at that because he's... It, I, don't, I don't think he ever got as many cards as, as he did for us for City... No. Because he got sent off bloody twice, and he'd only got sent off once for us in, like, 80 games. Yeah. But, you know, 
when the times got tough when they were here, uh, they vanished as well. With that, that saying, they when, they, when the times get tough, the tough get going. Yeah. So they didn't get going. No, they didn't. Disappear. They did not. All right, we're back with Peter Story, the Executive Vice Chairman. How are you, Peter? I'm very well indeed. Enjoying life on the uh, on the on the Central Coast, as everybody should do. It's a beautiful it, area. It is God's country. Well, that's what I call it anyway. <laughs> Better than uh, yeah. that Newcastle up north. That's uh... yeah, without without a doubt. No, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful area. Lovely, lovely place to be, and uh, nice nice people. I always always enjoy my time here. Now, um, we will be asking, this is just for the listeners, we'll be asking a couple of um, our own questions as well as paraphrasing uh, questions from fans that have contacted us. Um, We haven't been able to ask all the questions that um, people have sent us and we're going to also try and answer a couple that we won't uh, ask you. Um, But, yeah, there's a couple of things that we can answer ourselves. Anyway. No problem. Right. uh, First and foremost, this is probably the most asked question that we've been sent. Um... A lot of fans are justifiably saying that Tony Wormsley isn't up for the job, especially when you uh, look at his winning percentage is only 14.7%. Um, how do the club justify to the fans that keeping Wormsley in charge is the correct decision? And also, um, if he is re-signed, well, he has re-signed for next season, will there be a key performance index on Tony and the team next season? Right. Okay. Let me let me uh, let me answer that in a, as short as way as I can without being too too long winded. Um, if, if we go back to the start of the season, um, obviously what we what we looked at was a, a very different style of play um, uh, and going for uh, an attacking out and out uh, type type of uh, method to to try something very different within the uh, within the structure here. At that time, we had uh, four four or five experienced players still um, that, that could fit within that. Um, but then, as the season started, after two or three games, we started to get one or two issues with with a couple of players um, that were disrupting the whole element and, and the whole of the club. So they were changes we had to make, and and, and obviously, unfortunately, you know, some of them were experienced players that come out, which meant we then had to play young players uh, or bring players in from uh, MPL. Um, that clearly to play 25, 26, 27 games a season is very, very tough in, in their first year. So we we knew, and we apologised to everybody for it, that we knew that results were, were obviously going to suffer because of that. But we, we had to change the basis of, of the cost of this club um, because over the last two or three years, since the uh, the last last time you, you were very, very successful here three years ago, the club has lost a couple of million uh, Australian dollars every uh, um, year, and that's unsustainable. We can't, we couldn't continue on on that way. We we had to cut back and, and cut things around, and and effectively it, it's it's asking supporters to, you know, with us take the pain for one season. Um, but you know what has happened here is obviously it's it's enabled us to get things right, get the finances of the club right, and and, and get a structure. Um, for bringing in some some really really decent experienced players uh, in, in this summer. Now that that's the whole background to to actually what what happened within it. But with with Tony, um, obviously he was asked to uh, perform this and, and to help achieve this with, with me during the course of this year. So he is he has obviously taken a, a lot of. 
criticism and some of the performances, quite rightly, have, have been very, very poor. Um, and we, you know, have got to change a lot of things in, in the in, in the view of everything that I've been doing, you know, over the last uh, month uh, going forward. Um, but it's a team effort. It, it's not just about Tony. It's a, it's a whole coaching spectrum. Every every one of our coaches this year, you know, it's their first year of coaching. You know, and probably if there is a if there's a mistake on that, then probably we, we should have had one one person with with a bit more experience than than you know, obviously having four of them all going at once. Um, in, in their first year, you know, Hutch is, is, is his first year of coaching, so you know he, he had to learn a lot. It's Tony's first year of, of managing. Um, Bryce had come over, you know, done, done a really good job his, his first year, and and uh, Nashi, you know, is, is his first year of goalkeeper coaching. So everything has been very very new. Um, but I think to be to be fair to everybody, we didn't expect the results to actually go, you know, the way they have. Um, you know, we've had a lot of lot of things go against us in the season, but it's no excuses. You know, we've had too many yellow cards, too many red cards. Um, but, you know, we we are in a process now of, of reevaluating everything uh, and putting in different systems and different methods. And, and I personally will be taking, you know, a, a much much bigger hold on the on the football side and, and particularly on on the recruitment side. Now, I'm not going after a headhunt here, but. Some fans would say that, um, you know, you, okay, finance has been cut compared to when Arnie was coaching. Um, yes, we yep. were quite successful under him. Um, yep. However, we are also very successful under Laurie McKenna. And the club then was run on an oily rag. And I know that that's been denied, but he he's put stuff on social media this week. And I remember back to those days, and it was exactly how he said as it was. Yet, we were very successful back then. So to say yeah. that to say that not spending much money this season um, is the reason why we're not that successful. I know that we've lost um, we've lost uh, experienced players, but still, you know, it's well, we've had to. I'm sorry, I disagree with you. We've had to bring in MPL players, you know, because that's that's all we could afford to bring in in, in terms of money, and, and and clearly that hasn't has worked out. You know, the, the the four players we brought in, you know, during the course of the season, all, all come from the MPL. Um, we haven't we haven't actually recruited in, any what you would call A League plus players, and, and that's that's obviously been one of the issues. And going back to what he's saying about Laurie, I mean, you know, I've known Laurie for years myself. The, the remark that Tony made, um, you know, in the press conference was related to a question he was asked, and it had nothing to do with Laurie. He, he was talking about you know the, the era of the last three years, so. I don't quite know why comments have been made uh, about that back to previous times because no one, Tony certainly wasn't referring to that and no one of the club has, has referred to that. You know, Laurie was uh, fantastically successful and, and you know, and, and great for the club. So certainly the club and, and Tony's not knocking that at, at all. It was referring entirely and utterly to, to the, you know, from the Arnie days onwards, you know, which the club was successful, but it, but it cost, uh, um, you know, Lots and lots of money, which obviously you can't. No one can afford anymore. You can't. You can't keep expecting, you know, Mike Charlesworth to put, you know, two million, two million dollars in each year. It, it, it's just unsustainable. Yeah. I'm not asking for that, but I'm just saying that you know the club has been successful 
uh, run on a low budget. But anyway, uh, we'll move on. Just, yeah, but it had it had it had better better players. Obviously, you know, we, we, we've had, it didn't have a situation where you've got you had a whole load of young players coming through. I mean, I was talking to Hutch, for example, the other day, and, and he was talking talk to me about people like Trent Sainsbury's and people like that. They 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 had two years of learning in the club before they actually then got into the got into the side. What we're doing is we, we're throwing young lads, you know, like you know Josh Bingham and uh, McGing and. And, and Liam Rose and that are all doing really well, but they've literally had half a season at the MPL and then gone straight into the A League. So there, there, there was a difference in development, and, and that's that's clearly been a, been an issue. But that won't happen again. Are those MPL players looking at being retained, like some of them? Because personally, uh, well, we, I, I rate uh, Tommy Uzcock. Yep, but, um, we I, will I, we, we will get Saturday off with, and, and we will sit down with with those players on. The, on, on Monday and tell them, you know, what, what the situation is going forward. Probably better on third guys for me to tell you about it on air before before the players know themselves. But we will, we will talk to them on Monday. Fair enough. Um, it's probably fair to say that this year has probably been the worst on-field for any club just about in the A-League when you look at sort of um, like a lot of records that have gone against us that are not records that we yep. want. Um, yep. Obviously... Football is in the entertainment industry, which has been a word that's been thrown around a lot. Um, but yep. at the end of the day, it is all about results. Um, so, how does what's the club's strategic plan to maintain the financial standard off the field next year, but increase the entertainment and the results on the field? Well, first of all, to play probably where we got it slightly wrong this year, I think, is that um, you can play entertaining football, but you need to do that with a backbone of your defence and, and probably that you know that has been the biggest individual issue and, and what I've talked to all the coaches about uh, at the moment is that we need to you know we need to shore up that back we, we need to have a strong back line and then and then once we've got that then then you can move forward and, and uh, you know and, and go and play your attacking football so that's obviously one of our priorities in, in recruitment at the moment um, and, and I and, you know obviously I can't reveal names but we, we are in discussions already with with three or four players, and nobody's going to come into this club now unless they are either playing currently in the A League or or a, or a standard above. You know that that is that's the only only area we're going to bring players in in future. That's good to hear. Um, okay, I've got a question from a fan. Uh, will we be operating at the salary cap floor again? Um, uh, yes, 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 we will because okay. obviously at the moment, you know, you can't. I'm sure, guys, you you know yourself in any business you're running. You, you can't turn around a, a sort of trading two, two and a half million loss in just 12 months. It actually takes a couple of years to, to get it to break even. We, we've had a bonus this year, and, and obviously the you know the sale of a, of a player has helped us get the finances right as quick as possible. But but it takes two years to to sustain that. But but because we've been very successful in the cost cutting, I, I have I have enough in the budget to, to bring in four or five. You know, very good players. So don't don't, don't worry yourself about that. It will, it will be a, a much much stronger team next season. Uh, can you explain to us how the club can stay financially viable when we don't have transfer fees to rely on? Obviously, with uh, Matty Ryan's sale to Valencia, we got a substantial fee from that. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the basis of, of, a, of a club like us on the Central Coast has, has got to be bringing young players through. That's why we're running our own academies now. Again. Um, to bring young players through because it, you know if they want to earn the big bucks, the, the reality is that they're going to go into Europe. So, so that that has got 
going to be one of the sustainability items for the club in the long-term future. But if we can get the best out of those those players for the next two or three years, you know, and then look, for example, how uh, Liam Rose has gone from the start of the season to now. You know, he's he's a he's a definitely a star in the making, and we've got a few more more on on top of that. So that that's how we we will do it within the basis of the football club, but at the same time bringing in some some experienced players so that we can get rid of this you know awful season we've had and uh, and move forward on a, on a positive vein from the next season onwards. And I know look, I say it again, guys. I, I, you know I know it's been really really tough for you and for the fans and, and everything. And I know it'd be really easy and I'm, you know, for lots of you to walk away now and say I don't want to know. But we're, we're saying to you, please please understand what we've had to do this year. And, and stay with us and be with us um, because we, we will we will get it right for next season. Well, we understand. There's a lot of people that don't, though, and that's why we're asking for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is involved with... Uh, we've been speaking to Sean uh, Millercamp about this. What's involved with moving towards a model that makes the Mariners sustainable um, without moving home games away? Because I know that that's sort of a, a good revenue for us. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, 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 reality, the reality of uh, home games because of the gates at the moment is if we if we only receive gates of about five or six thousand, um, then we're going to lose uh, r- roughly about forty thousand uh, Australian dollars a game. So, so if you if you work it out next season on if we had thirteen thirteen home games and three of them were were obviously only going to be three derbies next year, so we've got ten games that potentially. Probably nine, if you ignore, you know, the New Year's Eve game. Probably nine games that could potentially lose us about forty thousand uh, a game. So it, it's an awful lot of money, guys. It's three hundred and sixty thousand Australian dollars that I could I could do with spending, and will get us back up, you know, on on the salary cap. So, so the idea of when you when you move a game away, uh, for example, you know, Geelong last year, you know, we, we got paid a, a sum of money for that. Um, and there was no cost to us, so it's a huge change in in the numbers. You know, the, the Julon game is about a, uh, the, the total change in terms of the saving on cost and the income we got was about a hundred thousand. Um, so, so it makes a big, big difference. So, if we move two games away, um, then then it could cut down that three hundred and sixty loss by as much as a couple of hundred thousand. So, that's the reason why we have to do it. How do we get it right for the future? Well, um, th- there's a couple of methods. Obviously, a, a stronger team and a better team with results should, should help to get people, you know, back um, coming to the stadium. So that, that's clearly what we've got to do. Um, and we've got to we've got to market the club, you know, further and further, and, and do various ideas, you know. And then we're always 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 open to ideas from supporters of, of how we can get people back inside the, the stadium because, you know, there's certainly We've got a big enough supporter base. We just need to get them coming every single week. And perhaps one of the keys to that is results. Uh, I think something that the fans are always keen on seeing is uh, talk of marquees. So on Saturday, we've got our final home game and it's been marketed sort of as a farewell to Lewis. So is yep. there any early news for next season on players you're looking to bring in as a marquee that you can t- <coughs> talk to us yep, about? Look, yeah, we're looking at that, that at the moment as something, something for the future. Um, at, at the moment, I'm concentrating on the on the on the three or four key players we need in in, in the areas. We clearly need you know some more defenders and, and some more uh, midfield players. So that's so that's a key area I'm concentrating on. Uh, once we get that tied up, so we've, we've got the backbone for next season. Um, then you know when I when I go back to the UK, I've got the whole of, uh, of, of 
my summer, your your winter, to to uh, look at that and and uh, dis- discuss who the options are. You know, playing around the world that, that could well be of interest uh, for us. And there's a couple of players also that um, Tony and I will be watching in the UK that we've got our eye on. So fortunately, there's uh, there's, there's another two or three games in the uh, football league seasons when we go back, and also there'll be playoff games. So we've got opportunities to watch some of the players we've got on our radar as well. Uh, one name I think that a lot of Mariners fans have been throwing around is uh, Alex Wilkinson, who's a club legend. Is there any truth to the rumour that we've got um, a keen eye on him and to bring him back to the club next season? Well, I mean, uh, he obviously plays for another club and legally we, we can't make any, uh, any any comment when someone makes for another club. But, but obviously there are, all I can say is there are a range of, of uh, centre, good, good centre-backs that's on, on our radar that we've been... Uh, um, talking with um, and um, you know, I can't say any more than that at this moment in time. You just mentioned it then about when you go back to the UK you'll <clears throat> you'll have uh, a lot of players to watch and I think uh, in the media yesterday it was quoted as around 20 to 23 players or something around that number. Um, uh, how much yeah, how uh, much of a say do you have uh, in the player signings uh, with Tony and does he get the final say at the end of the day? No, final says with with myself and uh, uh, with Mike. So t- Tony Tony is an integral part of of the discussion, um, but I'm I'm taking a much much more hands-on role uh, on recruitment. But obviously Tony is the person that put, puts the the names forward, or, or we put our own name forward. But the, the final final decision is always with Mike Charlesworth as, as the owner. Um, he, he would always have the final say. All right, um, we have a link with Everton. Um... Yep. A lot of fans are asking this, uh, is this value to any either club? Now, we're under the impression that we tried signing a couple of under-20 players from them, including a goalkeeper. Um, but the FFA won't allow for international signings of players under the age of 20. Um, That's correct. Has this left the Everton link as an unfortunate dead end, or do you still see something no, positive we, come of it? No, I can, I can update you entirely on that. Um, at the last uh, FFA uh, owners meeting, um, I raised the issue again with the, with the FFA with the full support of uh, Melbourne, Melbourne City, Adelaide, Perth, um, and now I'm delighted to say all, all, all the, uh, the, the nine clubs under ownership, excluding Newcastle, so therefore, a collective um, request has gone into the FFA to change the rule um, to take it down from the current 20 to 18. Because the reality is, what, what happens in the UK, the very, very good 18, 19-year-old uh, players will all all go out on loan from the from the Premiership sides and, and play for a Championship team. Um, you know, because by the time they're 20, they're probably playing in in their first team. Um, you know, so so therefore. When you look at you know Australian A League, if we could get the best 18, 19 year olds over here from the UK, and they end up then going back and playing in Everton's first team, that's great for us because we can you know we can turn around and say we're the team that's gave them the opportunity, got them training, uh, and put them in the side. I mean when I, when I was running West Ham, we we did that for example with Rio Ferdinand, we, we did it with Frank Lampard, um, Joe Cole, we put them all out to, to lower leagues to actually. You know, play and, and get game experience, and then they came back and went straight into the first team. So that's what we need to do. So we're all now keeping our fingers crossed that the uh, the new FFA board will, will fully support. You know, the fact that all nine clubs have asked for it, and we'll get the rules changed so we can we can get some players over 
um, you know, for, for next season. Because Joe Rowan is a very good friend of mine at Everton, and um, he's got he's got one or two decent decent players that he they they want them to come out here and play for a season. You know, because they know they're going to come out here. They're not going to play in horrible conditions and, you know, the mud and the cold and, and God knows what else there is in, in the UK. So they actually want the kids to come out here and play. So, you know, I hope, fingers crossed, when there's a board meeting, I think, in uh, the end of April or the end of May, and we, we hope we get the nod to go forward. Now, we had uh, Nicky Travis come over from Sheffield United. Um, I think he was about that age, and I, I think he thought the league was beneath him. Um, can you see that happening in the future? Like, are we going to have some sort of policy where we? I'm no, not... I don't think so. I think the I think the A League's got stronger um, over the last couple of years. I think it's it, it's a better league. Um, I think there's a difference now because also the A League is shown live. Every every game is shown live in the, in the UK on BT. Um, so so people there are actually watching the game. Um, so I think they can see they can see what the game is like. Um, so no, I mean club, clubs are, are you know are looking to actually develop players, and, and they you know, all, all clubs in, in the in the Premier League they want to put players out on loan. They want to do that. They want they want to give them the experience. So now I, I think I, I think you'll find that that may have been in the past, but I don't think that's the case now. Um, one last one. Obviously, this year's been very hard, and uh, there is a lot of people sort of threatening to uh, not come back next year unless there's major changes sort of on the field and off the field, um, yep. which is unfortunate, but after the year we've had, maybe it, it sort of is hard to blame them. But what is your one last message to all of those people that are um, threatening to not come back um, unless there is major changes? Yep. Well, the major changes are happening. Change, changes are going to happen within the squad and then with the way forward. We will also, you know, assist and help things with, with you know, specialising in certain areas of coaching as well. I'm, I'm a great believer in, in bringing people in for a, a month or so at a time just to just to look at and, and help in certain areas because no no coach is an expert in, in every area, attack, midfield, defence. So the idea of bringing people in, so we're going to do that. We're going to bring some decent players in. Uh, and, you know, I say to all of them, look, I understand how you feel and any one of you can, can ring me up. I'm, I'm here for another week. I'm happy to talk to a lot of people at the stadium on Saturday. Just, just don't desert us. Give, give us the opportunity to, uh, to put things right in, in the summer. Give, give Tony and the whole coaching side. Because I say again, it's about all of them, not, not about just Tony. It's about all of them together. Give them the opportunity, you know, to, to, to with, with me and with Mike and the whole team here uh, to put it right. Just, just don't desert us. Give us an opportunity. That's all I say. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Peter. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, Pete. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, so um, subdued voices in this part of the podcast. Yeah. What's going on? Well, Foxtel released. Um, they're they're sorry. They're um we're sorry, uh, p- package for. Um, <laughs> that's what that's officially what it's called. That's, that's what it's called. They, um, they may as well have called it that. Mm. Is, or could you call it the we fucked up package? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I think they're paying. They must be paying B in sports because they're now releasing three new channels. Yes, and they're all B in sports, and they're in HD. 
So now Yay. we get the Euros, we get La Liga, we get Bundesliga, we get Serie A. Brazilian Serie A. Uh, that's only on the app, but yes, we do get that. And the Sao Paulo Championship, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's probably not worth Probably watching. third. <laughs> was it like third tier Brazilian? <laughs> the Brazilian Championship isn't the greatest. Oh, and Argentina. Argentina, either. first division as well. Uh, probably uh, Argentina, fourth division would probably be better than A League. Mm, Although no, you know, I, I disagree it's, with that. It's it's a good it's a good thing that probably. we're getting all those leagues, but it still doesn't make up for the EPL because EPL is my main overseas football league. Need to change that. Yes, I don't. I <laughs> I must. I'll I'll admit right here is that I barely watch La Liga besides probably El Clasico. One, oh. of, the, one of those people, and I'll be able to watch Matty with Valencia next season if he's still there, which I hope he yeah, is, yeah. and his first choice. Yeah. So um, it's. I was going to cancel Foxtel, but I still watch it because of the F1. I was going to cancel Foxtel, but I still need it for A-League and NRL. Because I don't, the A-League? <laughs> nah, I don't, A-League doesn't matter anymore, does it? <laughs> anyway, we've put enough shit on that. Well, we're not getting relegated, <clears> so... Yay for non-relegation. Are we going <laughs> to sing that on the weekend? We are staying up. Say, so we are staying up. You can. On my own? What, Be pitch positive. invasion. Pitch invasion if we lose. Yeah, like you don't get relegated like they, they usually do in the <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Mm. And celebrate as if we've missed relegation. And uh, you can send all your fines to A1M Charlesworth. <laughs> <laughs> happy to pay for that. Right, well, let's do the uh, the previews, eh? Yes, sir. Okay, you up for that, Luke? If we have to. All right. <laughs> Melbourne City. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Melbourne City at home against Adelaide United. Oh, cracker! This, this this weekend is going to be decisive. <laughs> I think just about every oh. game will be good, except for ours, probably. I'm going to go City because they're at home, but it's a complete fifty-fifty. I don't think it'll be a draw. I think either team will win it by probably one or two goals, but it'll be a f- fucking cracker. I reckon. There's uh, a lot of mathematical equations that could go into play this weekend because the ladder from 5th is 43, 44, 45, 46, 47. But there's a 100% probability of Mariners getting spooned. (laughs) (laughs) We've got less than half the amount of points that they're willing to do in front of us. We're not talking about us. Don't bring it up. Yeah, anyway. Okay, (laughs) next game. Well, we are talking about us now. Uh, The Mariners, we're at home against the Jets. Um, (laughs) I guess I'm getting a uh, sore throat. Sore throat for the Mariners. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, not going to be fun because... Uh, I'm, I'm more keen for the old boys game before the actual game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's... You know, if we get anything out of this year, it's turn up this fucking weekend. And please. win. Just win. Please because beat the Jets. Don't let them beat us at home again. After they... what? After one win in 10 years at our yeah. ground, don't let them win two in a season, please, for the love of God. Because the squadron uh, who magically appeared for this weekend... <laughs> as are, usual. Um, ...putting it out as sort of like a wooden spoon party. So, uh, you know... What a fucking club, though. <laughs> like, missed the finals for the sixth consecutive season, have two wooden spoons of their own. Oh, the Coasties have a wooden spoon now, so let's make fun of them. No, you're a fucking small club. It's... You know, you're a uh, organisation run club like FFA run them. <laughs> yeah. We've got an owner, <laughs> and they failed. You know when um, when they played at home the other week. I was speaking about this to someone the other day. There was absolutely 
no squadron in there at all. But on the weekend, they will probably f- have two full bays. Yeah. And just be giving it to us for the and entire game. And bucket hats. And bucket hats and their stupid little casuals that try and come over and start shit, which they probably will. So, that'll be interesting. But, um, yeah, if we're going to win any game this year and to try and just try and make my weekend a little bit enjoyable and not have to put up with another loss, just please win this weekend. Yeah, win or please. else. Win or else I'm heading in my membership. I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna Kidding. talk about any players or tactics because it's getting tiring. <laughs> yeah, fine. Well, then. Just right, Melbourne who, victory I don't care how we do it. Pris- Excuse me, Josh. I'm talking. Uh, excuse me, I wasn't finished. <laughs> oh, uh, this is episode 22, and I'll tell you what, mate. I've had up to here with you. Okay. <laughs> nah, you're right. Uh, uh, Melbourne victory at home against Brisbane Raw. Get Thurbs to replace me then. No, oh, I'm already working on replacing you. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Thurbs has already agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Not Thurbs. I got a couple other people. What about Aaron? Um, Aaron, Aaron Morris already on it. Yeah, <laughs> and Duncan. We've had Duncan on before. Anyway, Melbourne victory at home against Brisbane Raw. Oh, another cracker! I'm gonna go a little bit of an upset. I think Brisbane might sneak it. What do you reckon? Maybe. Yeah. Although Brisbane have got everything to play for. I'm gonna say two all draw. So. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to sit on the fence, as, as you just said. I'm going to change my you mind. Know, I'm going to sit on the yeah. fence. Draw. You know what? I'm going to say victory, but only with a dodgy ref call. I'm going to say draw. Brisbane because victory have got ACL and surely, you know, Brisbane, um, victory are in the finals, but they can't win the plate. So you may as well rest your players for this game on the weekend and That's save true. them for the ACL. That's true. Yeah, but the players that come in have got, got to show that they're worth... Um, their soul and will play. Yeah, up. but that doesn't mean anything. But if Brisbane have a full strength squad and victory rest half of theirs, Brisbane will win. Yeah, or well, I still reckon there'll be a dodgy penalty call in there or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna <clears> say <throat> draw. Okay, Wellington at home against the Wanderers. Uh Wanderers have to win to what be any chance of the plate. I think. Yeah. Well, if that Wanderers w- have to win and then rely on Adelaide and Brisbane losing. So. Yeah. So. They're outside chance of winning the plate. They just have to beat Wellington. I think they will. I think yeah. Wellington's last game of the season. They don't really have anything to play for. Yeah. Basically, like us. So. And it's important for ACL spots as well because if uh, the Wanderers yeah, win, whoever gets third, if the Wanderers win and Adelaide lose, uh, the Wanderers and then. But if Brisbane win, Brisbane and Western Sydney will have the ACL spots, and Adelaide will have that sort of Playoff. stupid half spot thing. So um, they'll really want to get back into the ACL. And uh, it'll be interesting. But I think Wanderers will beat Wellington pretty easy. Yeah, Wanderers to win. Uh, Sydney at home against Perth Glory. Perth to beat them 5-0. <laughs> Hopefully. Hope. I hope. I hope so. That'd be hilarious. Castro has hat-trick, Keo to Please. Arnie out. Arnie out. And then Arnie gets sacked at full time. I want to see chairs thrown. Live on TV. I want to see the Cove walk out. That'd be good. Um, okay, well, it is the final <laughs> round. Do you think that all the games should be played at the same time? Absolutely. Yes. It should be. It what, should not what do even you be an argument. Seven thirty p.m. Saturday kickoffs. Oh, but then what about Wellington though? Well, this. Uh, this that's is, the that's the problem. This is the annoying thing. I, Damien DeBowen. How is it a problem? They just all kick off at the same time. Yeah, but because if, of if time we difference. if we play seven yeah, thirty Saturday kickoffs, yes, but they surely, play nine thirty. Well, five thirty then for us. I, if they ever do simultaneous rounds, I don't think it'll be an Arvo game. I think they'd all be night games. Yeah, you, you have to try and make it night well, games. Wanderers would play at home against Wellington then. 
Uh, yeah, if they change the schedule around and have like all games in Australia and East like Coast. sort of they they <laughs> no, have all yeah. games on the East Coast. They they can't. It's not going to happen this weekend. Absolutely not, because it's just way too late. You know, for away away travelers and schedules and that sort of stuff. But next for year, next season, yeah, definitely. if they schedule it so all the games are almost in the same same time zone, that sort of stuff, and they know before the season that. That's what's going to happen. Then it needs well, I, to be done. I 100%. definitely think. I definitely think it should be like a seven thirty p.m. Saturday simultaneous kickoffs for what you could have one in Brisbane, one yeah, one at, one at Central Coast Stadium, one at Allianz, one at Wanderers, one in Melbourne. You yeah, can even go to Adelaide. Even, it's only half now. Yeah, yeah, that's Adelaide. It. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it needs to be done because this weekend potentially could be. Awesome. And because be of how close, how close the Premier's play is, yeah. like you just said, with the ladder. You could be watching one game and they could be crossing to another and show that one team scores. It, it it'd almost be like the FFA Cup, like how the FFA Cup would have one game and then yeah. they cut to a game that had a goal in it. Like, that was exciting for me to see the FFA Cup. Yeah. Damien DeBowen tried to spin it today as, you know, Australian tradition. Oh, Dam- Damien DeBowen knows fuck all about football. He should be clearing his freaking desk. Not writing stupid articles. Wasn't to try his and main message it. was like, "Oh, we should conform to the rugby codes if we want to be successful." What a load Basically, of shit! That proves why he should not be in a job, and he's not going to be after was this. That someone week. just cheering. Yeah, someone just yelled outside, and that was weird. And it sounded a bit strange. Obviously, not watching a Mariners game. Happy so. birthday! <laughs> what is that? What it was? It could be a birthday or something. Well, if anyway, it was a strange way to say happy birthday. I got a song. I got another song for this week. Yes. Do you, do you guys want to hear it? Yes. Okay, I'll put it on. Love my songs. Oh. Very sensual. So, listeners of a certain vintage will love this. Well, the sun has caught me crying many times with all our dad games. Tonight's the time for all your Friday night, yeah. Your heart may be broken tonight. Yep, definitely. Certainly but tomorrow be. in the morning light. I'll get over it. Don't let the sun. This song is so fitting for us. It is very, very relatable. Most of our games are in the boiling hot summer sun. Yep. The nighttime shadows disappear. Talking about the morning sun, though. And with them go all your tears. All the sunshine will bring joy for every girl and boy. Maybe we could look at it like a new dawn for our club next year. I was just about to say the same thing. I was like, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a dawning. It's a mariner's dawning. It's going to be either a dawning or a collapse. Let's just hope it's not Groundhog Day. I hope so, yeah. For the third time. So we're going to have this song at the metal dinner then, for sure. Nolsey singing it. Oh, are we, st- we going to get Nolsey? Tyson Tyson will still be listening, hopefully. Maybe. Is Nolsey booked yet? Just get him on. Hurry up. He'll do it for about 100 bucks. He's, he'll do anything for money these days. Give him... Give him like a slut. It's, it's, a, it's a free bar. Like... Let's perform for a free bar, mate. Isn't that the Australian way? Just give him a couple of free tickets. To Just give him a carton of beer and piss him off after he's done.
We can always come again next season. Yeah. We'll be back. We will be back. We will be back to claim our rightful spot in night. Don't let the sun catch you crying. Oh, no. Above the Jets. Yes, hopefully. That's the goal. That's a lovely little song, that. That was Jerry and the Pacemakers doing uh, Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying. Very, very good. Uh, this is Smooth FM. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the elderly, elderly listeners have just been put to sleep. Oh, I like that song. I like Jerry and the Pacemakers. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. are you under well, are you, you are under sixteen? So. No, I just like old music. That's fair enough. You I'll, know what other song they did, don't you? Um, Rock Around the Clock. Oh my god. <laughs> End it. End it. <laughs> Happy Days was a good show, wasn't it? You honestly You're, have you ever heard of You'll Never Walk Alone? What? The the Liverpool song? Yes, that's Jerry and the Pacemakers. Is it? Yes it is. Oh really? I'm kidding. I knew it. I knew it, people. I'm not stupid. Formerly known as uh, Jerry and the Mars Bars, but then um, they were sued about that name and they had to change it. Uh, I'll see myself out. With hope in your heart. Oh my God, don't sing. You were specifically asked to not sing. Well, you can, everyone can get stuffed. I'm singing if I want to. And that's the end of the show. We'll be back in, what, three weeks? The Tuesday like after the grand final, we'll yeah, record it and get up on the Wednesday. May the 3rd. Yes. Because if we lose on the weekend, I'll need a couple of weeks to get over that. So, Well, I, I just need a, an adjusting period to get over us getting the spoon. Yeah. Because right. if we come in and record you next done? week, it might just yell at everyone. Yep, we're done. Bye. See ya. If um, anyone has any suggestions or things I should see or do in London, I have been there before when I have done, you know, the major attractions. But if there's a, a small town club that I should go see, um, just let me know and I'll try and get there. Even if it's like out in the country, if if you've got a if you if you're English and you go up there, um, let me know what little clubs I should go to or little little places I should go to, and I'll, I'll try and tick it off my list. Um, yeah, we'll be back in three weeks. Thanks for listening. London calling to the zombies of death. Quit holding out and draw another breath.